welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast. On today's show, we are joined by three special guests. That's right, Eric, who has joined us twice before, Matt, who, if I remember correctly, was our second ever guest, and first timer, Gareth, who is a Sapporo resident who runs a bunch of businesses in Hokkaido. So the five of us talk about the coronavirus pandemic and how it has affected all our lives living in Hokkaido, Japan. And also we talk about how we are coping with it. It's a lighthearted, fun conversation with some jokes and laughs. So we hope you enjoy the show. Ich, me, san. Who should we start with? Gareth, I haven't seen you this year at all, or uh, or Eric, I think. So I guess it's Happy New Year to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. New... What, what month is it? We're in April. Man, haven't even started work yet. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, huh? Is anyone actually working apart from Burke? Well, uh, I'm doing like prep work because we got to go all like online this semester. So it's going to start in like two weeks. I'm kind of freaking out. It's a lot of work and learning all this technology and getting all the lessons ready. And, you know, so I don't know. It's been a lot of work. How about you guys? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing um, articles for the, our, our website every morning. What, what kind of articles you wrote about recently? Uh, just for the Hokkaido Guide website. Anything Some... interesting? Um, not not really. I'm just still doing um, articles I took photos of a few months ago. You, Gareth? Uh, just not not a lot, to be honest with you, mate. Just a few emails and and communicating via email with the with some of the staff. But um, you know, we have no customers. We just put everything into shutdown. There's nothing else to do. I was thinking probably waiting at least another week, and then I'll probably start to head up to uh, into the Rositsu area to do a bit of construction, that sort of stuff. Um, but because HOMAC, you know, the, the hardware stores are still open because they're, they'll never close. But, um, yeah, that's, the staff don't really want to meet. I've got a couple of staff that are, um, like they're ex cancer patients and stuff like that. So they're kind of vulnerable, well, you know, they don't really want to meet anybody. So, so what, what kind of businesses are, are like, have you got, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Um, well, we've got a lodge at, um, Rositsu, which is a little, um, a little hotel, um, and you guys actually interviewed one of my employees. Employee. Yeah, Mike. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, we've got the lodge there, and it's got a hotel inside of it. Uh, we've got a staff lodge in uh, in a place called Niseko as well. And then uh, we've got a bar here in Sapporo, and the bar closed down about two days ago after the government put down a re out a request. Yeah, is that through choice that you close those down, or is it like mandatory? Yeah, it's actually technically by choice. They can't really enforce um, you to close, which is, I think, a problem in Japan. Uh, there's no legal, you know, there's no fines or there's nothing. You know, police can't come you down and come down and shut you down or anything like that. However, what they did is, if you closed down by a certain date, they gave you a little bit of money, which was a very, very, very small amount of money. 
to be honest with you. But, um, you know, our bar had only just opened up um, and it wasn't making a huge amount of money anyway. And more or less it's from just a safety point of view. Um, our manager was looking at leaving. We don't have any more new staff at the moment. It's just easier to, to close it down and move on. Yeah, they can't force businesses to close down. I read that's actually like left over from after the war when the U.S. like redid the Constitution to like prevent Japan from like edging towards a country of fascism. They put in laws to that they couldn't force businesses and citizens to to do certain things. Basically, a little bit of a uh, side information. I read the same thing there, Burke. But um, I was looking. I was reading the Japan Times the other day and. There is a mechanism the government can put into place that says they are allowed to put in mandatory laws over the top of that. So they had that, they had that law, but they also put in place that we can change the law, law kind of thing. So um, what we, I think people need to close down as quickly as possible. Otherwise, we will turn into mandatory, and then things will get much worse in the future. So I think if people just voluntarily do it, then we don't have to worry about having mandatory in the future that we don't want, kind of thing. You know. I noticed that the underground shops down by the the subway they're all closing down too. So, how about Suskino? Yeah. Is Suskino still running? Matt, you should know that, right? You're a local resident there. <laughs> well, I haven't seen Ben working his usual street, but um, all the hostess bars and stuff are they still open? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but no, the, <laughs> I don't go to those things. Um, no, it's it's dead, man. Like um, outside of my plate, like yeah, there's no, no traffic on the streets. Um, which I, I haven't really been out of my house that much, just to go shopping for food. But, um, yeah, I went out the other day just to walk down. And, like I was surprised to see um, all the restaurants, and I heard that yeah, all the bars had closed down. Like everywhere's closed pretty much, except for what supermarkets and was it the uh, drug stores and all that. So. I was in Odori on Friday. I teach private lessons, and um, Starbucks finally closed down nationwide. We went next door to this uh, this little coffee shop, and they just announced they're going to close. And so I'm running out of places to teach. I'm going to go to the bookstore. Do you know Junkudo? And they yeah. have a little cafe up on the second floor. And uh, I'm, I've, I've still been going out on Fridays, and um, Odori seems to be pretty busy. Lots of people out still. My area is pretty busy. Like, so I went to Cochan Four, which is like another giant bookstore, and they have like a Mister Donuts there. So I rode up to there to get some donuts the other day, and that was on a what was that? Like, I think it was a Thursday afternoon, and that was that was pretty busy, surprisingly. So I guess people still want to eat donuts. <laughs> yeah, we're of course, of course they do. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely seeing a bit of the twilight zone up near Sapporo Station because all the department stores are closed down. Hotels are like mostly pitch black. There's obviously not much occupancy and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, and less people in the streets. So it's finally started to look a lot different than it did maybe two weeks ago or something. So uh, last night on the news, they're talking about this antibody test that you can get. Uh, would you guys be up for doing one of those? As yeah. a as as a group, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could all go together and you show me uh, your antibodies, I'll show you mine. No, because like testing seems to be pretty low in Japan. It, it's ridiculous. I was just saw on the news today they're testing ten percent of all people who are um, going to the hospitals. Like there's people with high fevers and all this sort of stuff, and um, 
I think they're testing less than 300 people a day in Tokyo. It's just nothing, man. They said um, if they accepted all these people, the um, the hospitals the would, uh, yeah, they just um, overcapacity. Yeah, they'd well, be in actually, big trouble. Actually, talking about that, Matt, because you know you had an incident or a situation where you could have possibly contracted it. Did you get tested? I did not get tested. Yeah, so I was in Thailand. I went to Thailand, what, early March, at the beginning of March, thinking that this whole COVID thing would sort of fade away, but it um, just got worse and worse and worse. But we went out for a, went out one night, and the three of us got, well, I lost my smell after I came back. And uh, the guy who I was drinking with, he also lost his smell as well. So when I spoke to my student and said, look, I've lost my smell. Is there any way I can get tested to see if I got this uh, virus? And he said, uh, no, unless you've had a fever for more than a week, they're not going to test you. So I just stayed home. Can I add something? Uh, my brother-in-law is a doctor here in Sapporo. And just a couple days ago, he got two patients uh, that came in that were really uh, showing all the symptoms. And he called the local Hokkaido number and asked if he could, you know, send these send these patients up there. And they said no. They only uh, clicked like four of the five required boxes. So uh, wow. my brother-in-law got so he um, ended up calling the the local newspaper and just uh, you know exposed how, what a what a joke it all is here. Because um, they're not doing enough testing, even with people that, you know, have a fever, no sense of smell, um, all these symptoms. So something's going on here. Was the advice was just like stay at home and stay away from people? Yeah, like the advice is to stay home and continue to monitor your uh, daily temperature and hopefully in a week you're not dead, <laughs> you know. And if you do die, contact the hospital. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really retarded. Those uh, tests that uh, Eric was asking about, like I just saw something too that they said, uh, like infection is in recovery is not a sure, uh, sure thing to get immunity anymore, possibly. So, mm -hmm. right. yeah, like would the uh, test, serology test to check for antibodies even really uh, mean anything? Except I guess they could see how fast it's actually traveling amongst people. If everyone yeah. else did go to see if they get antibodies, I'd be up for getting tested. I'm kind of curious to know what the real situation is, but yeah. Oh, I'm anyway. betting there's millions and millions of people like who have this thing, you know, like, cause if I had it, my missus, she hasn't got any symptoms. She's with her family and they're all okay. You know what I mean? So it's And I just... saw you, I saw you, Matt, like what, a couple of weeks ago. So does that mean I probably have it too? Definitely. I licked your tooth, it I licked to it. everyone I know. <laughs> How are you feeling, Dan? I feel perfect. I feel great. So maybe I'm just asymptomatic or maybe I'm a late, a late bloomer as I've always been. <laughs> I think well, there's huge cases around. Because, I mean, like, I didn't have a fever, nothing. Even, I, but I just don't know if I had it or not. It's very odd that I lost all my smell. One other thing about the tests, um, I, it was on the TV news last night, and my wife and I were discussing it, and she said that another problem is a lot of these test kits are coming from China, which, you know, they don't really trust the, you know, the, uh, the Japanese medical community they like to make their own homegrown tests 
they don't really trust um, outside pharmaceuticals or you know equipment. So that might be an issue too. Yeah, I remember um, you know like Abe got those masks or those new masks. And he's the only one that's wearing a, like the mini mask when you see him on TV. <laughs> and the like rest of his politicians, mask. yeah, the rest <laughs> of the politicians are wearing like regular masks because apparently those masks came from China, and uh, um, and they and loads of them came back with kind of like dirt in them and really? scratched up and kind of uh, you know not in good shape. So a lot of people don't trust, yeah, China, especially the Japanese. They they don't trust the Chinese. Nobody okay. trusts anybody. Do mm. any of you guys know anyone that is uh, has caught the coronavirus? Matt. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. Like confirmed. Do you know anyone that has a confirmed case? I got some sad news from a friend in Tokyo. He's a British guy, and uh, I used to work with him 20 years ago. And uh, he, he was the same. He didn't know anyone. And then uh, his mom got it, and she died. And he said it was really, really tough because, um, you know, it was no one could see her and she was all alone. And, and, uh, you know, he he says it's just like a a void feeling um, in his family. And it's really sad. So, you know, that's the first case where I actually know someone who has been directly affected. Yeah, I've heard also in Japan they were talking about because of uh, like risk of infection and social distancing and stuff, even, you know, when somebody's passing away, nobody can go see them when they're in the hospital. But even at the funeral, they're like uh, really small scale funerals taking place. And they're kind of wondering if that's going to be the new normal for a while, too, because, you know, they don't want to risk infection by having large gatherings and stuff. So even the funerals have become a very like uh, event with like a very small number of people and stuff so very different yeah how are you guys doing social distancing if you actually are like i know a lot of people especially japanese people don't seem to be really doing it but are, are you yeah, guys they- doing it one thing is they did that, uh, they've been using uh, AI to kind of check how much people in Japan are social distancing based on cell phone data. And they said, like, uh, last weekend, only about 50% of people in Tokyo were actually practicing social distancing based on that data. So it's kind of, yeah, across the country, too, they're, you know, it's questionable. how. But I think probably more and more people are starting to. But, yeah, how is everyone uh, dealing with social distancing? Gareth? Uh, well, I haven't been out of the house in a couple of weeks, so I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> um, except uh, I ha- obviously had to go food shopping, um, and uh, but the supermarket was, to be honest, was pretty busy. Um, I was masked up, and I tried to stay away from people. The supermarkets put in little squares so to keep you away from other people, and they finally put plastic across the the area where the where the uh, yeah. cashiers are to protect the cashier. You know, which is a good idea. They've had that in other countries for a while. Um, but, uh, I've been doing okay. So I stayed home. Um, but, uh, I've also got a wife who has been going to work and she's, um, now had a few days off and the government's giving 60% of her salary to keep her at home. So that's helpful. Um, but other days she has to go to work, but her company has reduced, I think it's a maximum of 20% of people allowed to go to work. So everyone goes to work once a week because they do computer stuff. They, 
I don't really understand her job, to be honest with you, but um, they have to go to work once once a week. Every, each team has to go to work once a week. So they have everyone spread out in the office, but they just reduce the numbers that are at work, which I, I guess is trying to get to that percentage where you don't come in too close to contact. But I don't know. It's sort of impossible to have zero contact, right, with people. It's just an impossibility. So I guess it's just about reducing it as much as you can. So you were saying that your wife was getting paid, what, 60% of her salary? Is that, yep. by, the, is that by the government or is that just her company decided uh, to do that? I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I think it's because the government is giving her company money um, and, and therefore the company can afford to have these workers at home. Um, but I, I don't really know. Um, I do know that our company is also eligible to get a certain amount of money, uh, which we haven't been given yet. Um, we've applied for, for our workers, um, which is also part of the voluntary shutdown system. So if we shut down, we're hoping, one of the reasons we shut down is we're hoping that the government will actually sponsor our employees, the ones that we've got left. Obviously, most of them are gone, um, but the ones that we have left, we're hoping that they'll, the government will keep will help us to keep them on so we don't have to get rid of them as well. Right. How about, how about you, Eric? Well, um, I have been only going out uh, once a week on Friday mornings to uh, to teach that, that old guy. And um, I only ride my bike. I, don't, I avoid the train. Um, I wear a mask. I wear gloves. So I teach the lesson like in full gear. And then when I come home, I immediately take all my clothes off and wash them. <laughs> my my wife is like, "This house is a green zone. And you are not green. <laughs> you are um, clean beast." <laughs> I, yeah, so I I'm treated like a leper every time I come home. But um, the university is still open, but not for students. And so sometimes I I've gone to the office a couple times just to get books and stuff, but. I'm trying to real, you know, minimize everything. And my wife is good because um, she has a lot of private students that come to our house. And she's uh, switched to all online lessons. Yeah, so she teaches a bunch of kids, and so we try to, you know, keep it a green zone. How and about you, you Matt? And, well, people avoid me generally anyway, so it's no problem <laughs> for me. <laughs> Just run away as soon as I walk up to them. Yeah, uh, no, same. I've been staying home pretty much um i go for a run down at the river a few times a week so still doing that i still do that ben i never is thought you started got to keep the six pack going how crowded <laughs> is it uh there's uh there's there's baseball like there's kids playing baseball and there's quite a few joggers down there like people jog with masks on um i don't so yeah it's reasonably crowded i guess i think uh um, compared to usual um, but yeah, I just go down to the supermarket as well and uh, do shopping. Apart from that, I just stay home generally. How, how are you um, guys coping, like at home, like not not being able to see your friends and not being able to socialize? Are you guys getting like cabin fever and stuff? Because to be honest, I'm going a bit bit nuts actually staying home. My missus keeps complaining, like asking me questions like why why am I in such a bad mood and stuff? I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> why are you rubbing peanut butter on your nose? Well it's <laughs> it's definitely hard with kids. I have two kids, um, an eleven year old and an eight year old, and they're kinda going nuts. So we try to like, you know, try to play a lot of board games. 
try to do some art crafts, keep them busy. But um, I've been drinking a lot more. <laughs> and, uh, I've actually discovered the joy of whiskey. Are you on cigars as well? No, just the whiskeys. Uh, how about you? How about you, Gareth? With your your wife? Is it? It's just the two of you, right? Uh, yeah, it's just the two of us. So there's uh, no kids, which probably makes it easier. We just sit on it, other like opposite sides of the lounge room and ignore each other. So it seems to work on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about it's been about a year we've been practicing socially <laughs> preparing for this moment <laughs> preparing no no uh, she, she does a bit of online shopping and stuff like oh you know not not shopping but just window shopping and i've um I, we've been binge watching netflix but we've been through all of that in the first couple of weeks now you know so we've almost got no netflix left to watch <laughs> um, so we, we've, we're rationing ourselves to evenings only for Netflix because we're running out of program. Um, and uh, and uh, now we, uh, I've just gotten, I've just downloaded a PlayStation Four game, a huge, ridiculously big PlayStation Four game. So I just sit there and play that for hours on end. It seems to be keeping me entertained. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was just saying that's kind of one thing they're talking about now in Japan, where the culture is usually the husband's like gone virtually like all the time at work or something and now a lot of husbands are at home and that's causing a lot of friction between like the japanese wives who are not used to having their husbands home and they're asking them to like help out with certain things and their their husband's complaining that he doesn't know how to cook this he doesn't know how to cook that and that's just like increasing the level of stress so they're saying yeah a lot of divorce i mean i think that's happening a lot of countries as well but and the biggest thing is like, yeah, we're we're still okay right now because our situation is, I guess, is kind of still unique because I'm still working basically until Golden Week starts. So I'm still out of the house during the day. Um, there's specialized equipment that we need to use at our at our office. So that's why I'm going there to use it. Um, my wife is still going to her university like a couple times a week and our kid is still in nursery school. But they're starting to get really strict about nursery school and saying, you know, if it's possible to take your kids out, then uh, that's what you should probably be considering. And so we're going to start doing that more from this week. And also when I go into Golden Week, we'll have more time. But that's kind of what I'm interested to see what's going to happen during Golden Week because the weather's going to get really nice and, uh, you know, people are going to be cooped up for so long. Are they just going to go out and enjoy, like, the weather outside probably but when they go to parks i saw like they don't mind people jogging up parks but they're trying to uh discourage people like kids from playing uh like uh games with balls playing on the equipment keeping in mind that like the virus can live on surfaces and stuff but yeah golden week especially here in Sapporo, like all the sakura are going to come out and they said one of the biggest problems in tokyo was like during the hanami season a lot of people are actually out of their homes and stuff so it's going to be a, a big challenge for people not to go out and enjoy the sakura and sapporo here it's coming up pretty soon so what are you guys going to do during golden week because mariama park is obviously going to be shut off or they're going to close up the car park and put fencing around the, the barbecue spots where they usually have them but I, I, I still think a lot of people are going to go and check out the cherry blossoms because they're coming early this year because usually we don't have them in Golden Week, usually because it's too cold, but this year it's a warm one, and they're actually going to be on time for a change. Do you think? Is do you think people are going to stay away? No, I think they're going to be out. The, the The pictures from Tokyo, I saw some of those online. That the Tokyo parks were packed, absolutely packed with people. They were shoulders, 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 shoulder, taking photos of cherry blossoms that come out every year. So, 
Uh, that was in the one of the online newspapers as well. I think the same thing will happen up here. Yeah, I don't think people are going to be barbecuing like at Mariama or anything, but they'll well, definitely go down and have a look, I reckon. I, I, I heard that tents are kind of selling out pretty quick, so a lot of people are planning oh, really? to go camping. So everyone barbecues when they go camping. So I think they're, but, the, but surely there's not going to be any campsites open, or are there? Maybe illegal camping, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or illegal glamping. <laughs> well, what do you guys, what have you heard about like the airports and stuff? Because China recently lifted their their uh, lockdown and uh, the, the Japanese news is saying that um, thousands of tickets have been booked online now. From China, like thousands of hotel bookings, thousands, like incoming how can that happen if the airports are shut down, right? Wasn't there a travel ban? I don't remember what the situation is in Japan. Don't we have a travel ban on certain countries or we don't? I don't know the uh, current status on that. But um, I think domestic travel will be going strong in Japan. And uh, that's something to watch. Well, mm. a lot of people will have you know, work in Tokyo or business trips. So I don't think they're going to stop that. And I think Jiao and... Anna, they're getting funded yeah, by the government to keep running. Yeah, it, I mean, that's how I got out of Thailand. Like, <laughs> it's the last airline left, it was uh, ANA. So. Tell us about your escape from Thailand and, and the airport and all that stuff. I got the last flight out, and I think it was, was 90,000 yen one way. But I mean, the whole, I mean, Gareth was there too, but the whole, the whole, air, the whole airport was um, packed. It was crazy. And the stupid thing was, too, everybody's wearing masks and uh, for the going through immigration, you've got to put your fingers and your hands on these glass panels, checking your <laughs> fingerprints in Thailand. Like, I mean, what an obvious way to spread a disease. And then you go head into Japan, same thing, you know, you've got to do your fingerprints. There was no spray bottle or anything like that at the airport, so you just... They just had that heat, that heat gun, that temperature check when you, nope, when you nope, get off the plane? Not in Japan. They had absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Wow. This was uh, three weeks. Three, oh, God, I don't even know what month it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when did you arrive? End of, uh, end of March it was. But I started to cough on the – like just a small cough on the airplane, which is packed. I'm like, don't, don't start coughing now. It was like a <laughs> – <was like, laughs> Matt was looking for his parachute. Where's my parachute? <laughs> That's right. You sideway glances. I'm like, oh no, it's just a cough. I'm not sick. I saw yeah. a funny, a funny meme. It said, "I used to, what is it? I used to um, cough to hide my farts, but now I fart to hide my coughs." <laughs> <laughs> I found it here. It says Japan is currently refusing entry to non-Japanese people who've been to any of over seventy designated countries around the world. And China's in that list. Yeah, also temporarily suspending visa exemptions at least through May. And then uh, Japanese nationals who have been overseas are required to quarantine for 14 days upon arrival. This was wow. uh, from April 26. So that's the current situation. But yeah. Is that is that through all uh, May as well, is it? Yeah, through May it sounds. So what, what are you guys um, doing to pass the time? Like apart from watching Netflix... Do you guys have any uh, have any ideas of what to do? I actually work out every morning now for like ten minutes in the morning. 
Well, your missus watches. <laughs> well, we actually work out together because you know she's a she's a CrossFitter. Yes, so, uh, she is. Yeah. So we did uh, we did we did a CrossFit workout yesterday actually, which was pretty tough for me. My my legs are pretty aching right now. My quads. <laughs> so today today's a rest day. And then after oh. that, I'm, uh, I do a bit of studying, studying Japanese. So my kanji's starting to get a bit better. Um, so, yeah, trying to, trying to keep a routine because I think that for me, it's not having a routine that's kind of driving me crazy. Um, but now I'm trying to stick to a routine. That's helping a little bit. So, yeah, just wondering if you guys do anything or have any advice to share. Write a list of things to do and make sure you do those things the next day. <laughs> What's on your list, Matt? Wake writing up. A list. <laughs> yeah, writing Shower. a list. Have you writing a list today? For the next day. Matt's basically had this list since he was a kid, so it helps him. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do today? Make a friend. <laughs> Number one, brush my teeth. <laughs> Learn to do the shoelaces, yeah. Still working on that. All right, make a um, list. <laughs> next. <a> good idea. <laughs> Gareth, anything? Oh, mate, I've got a routine. I wake up at the crack of about 10 o'clock. I have a cup of coffee, a couple of chocolate biscuits, so I work out well. Uh, wife and I usually uh, participate in that activity together. <laughs> I then She then goes on to the Zara shop and starts online shopping, and I turn on the PlayStation. We both come to it about 6 p.m., and then we decide what we're going to have for dinner. It's working out pretty well. <laughs> so so it's good. It's good. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Dude, you should be counseling other couples online. <laughs> Quarantine survival with your significant other. PlayStation. PlayStation, mate. PlayStation. Must be tough for you having two kids. Like do you do you guys have a routine with the boys? Uh well I I'm an old guy, so I wake up before everyone. Um don't need an alarm clock, just wake up at seven AM. And I, uh, I, I'm like, uh, like Captain Picard on Star Trek. I always, you know, damage report. So I want to watch the news and find out what's going on. And then I, I have, uh, I've, I've been doing a, a online meme project. I, I always uh, search for memes and post them on Facebook. But then the kids wake up, and um, you know, we we cook breakfast. Um, I've been teaching them how to cook a little bit. And uh, Tomoko is getting in on it too. She's teaching them how to cook, and then they have to do their schoolwork. So um, you know, we have to kind of hound them all day to do their homework. And my son is my older son is taking online lessons, computer classes, and so he's learning programming. And so we try to like once a day. I try to like um, you know do something creative with the boys, or or you know some artwork, or you know today we you know we we played around with uh, radio controlled cars. Sometimes we go out to the park right behind our house and just play catch with a baseball. But it is hard with kids, you know. And we have a dog, so that kind of gives us an excuse to go out every day. So we take the dog for a walk tie her to a tree, throw the ball around, and then, you know, don't forget the dog, and then, you know, come back home. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, this feels like Groundhog's Day, right? It's like the days are starting to blend into each other, and you forget what day of the week it is, 
And it's just super easy to get lazy. So I think you really mm-hmm. have to have a routine. Yeah. But I think you need yeah. to change your routine up every you know, otherwise you're gonna go like Right. I try I try and t- mix do it something up. different each day, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Matt, what's your routine at the moment? Um I'll get up and yeah, make some breakfast, then I'll work on the website for sure, go for a run, then I'll come back and I'll do some photos or I'll work on uh um, stuff for the high school that I'm working at as well. Yeah, I watch the news. Don't drink bleach, of course. <laughs> um, Do you have to That's... make yourself a note to remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the to-do list. Let them drink bleach. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll look at the list I made myself the night before. So I'll do a bit of weights in the evening, same as you, Ben. Probably not to your extremes, but I don't use fit. weights. I don't use weights, just the uh, calisthenics. Oh, really? is, that, is that what it's called when you just use your body weight? Well, here's something I heard, man. The uh, <laughs> about that the mayor in Osaka, how to keep social distancing. Um, let the men go shopping at the supermarket because uh, women peruse too long. <laughs> well, the rising wasabi put out that great article about it too that was saying that uh what was it like uh women are taking too long to prepare men's meals now or something anyways i think <laughs> i think the divorce rate is gonna go through the roof i mean yeah how, how are you guys dealing with your your other halves well <laughs> well my <laughs> hasn't been in japan so it's uh um easy <laughs> Yeah. Is it is it a bad sign if your wife and uh, if you're living in the same house with your wife and she texts you to communicate? Because <laughs> we're 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 texting each other now sometimes from the other room. <laughs> is that a bad sign? Yeah. It's like we're, it's like when couples post happy birthday messages on Facebook to each other. That really annoys me. Why do people do that? Yeah. Love you, honey. Five year anniversary. Uh, yeah, I I actually have to go pretty soon. I've got a Zoom session with my wife coming up. <laughs> oh, so you're in quarantine and you don't even know it. <laughs> well, another thing, you guys, is uh, the size of Japanese apartments tend to be a little smaller than you know our houses back home. When I was living in Tokyo. My apartment was so tiny, from the toilet, I could open my fridge, I could cook on the stove, oh, I could God. have the you, whole, you did that, whole you? food cycle <laughs> sitting on the toilet, could eat my dinner, oh. digest, yeah, oh, it, it was really tiny. And, I hope you like um, your eggs runny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, there's like the tiny house movement, like all those people, they must be going mental. Because they're in a tiny little box. Even I have, you know, cabin fever, and I, I have a pretty good size apartment. But uh, some people must be going crazy. What do you think? Our, our place is quite small, so yeah, there's there's almost nowhere to go if we want to get away from each other, apart from the toilet, I think, and the <laughs> shower room. So yeah, for us, uh, well, for me especially, I can't I can't get away if I want to. Uh, yeah, just take a dump is my solution. <laughs> Do you take your phone into the toilet? That's a yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, but I only do that. Like I do it intentionally now because I want to get away. 
So I never, I never did it before. I never did it before, but now I do. Dude, what kind of virus and now are she you knows. spreading, man? <laughs> <laughs> she does the same. She does the same. She, she like disappears for, you know, twenty minutes at a time in the toilet, and she's not even really doing anything. Well, it doesn't smell anyway. <laughs> oh, have you lost your sense of smell, Ben? Oh, there you go. That's the first sign. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I think we're uh, coming up to that time. You guys want anything to add? Anything to talk about? I have one more question. Um, are you guys, right. Have you guys heard about um, getting uh, some kind of stimulus money from the government of Japan? It's just yeah. for businesses, isn't it? 100,000 yen or to 300,000? No, because my wife says uh, every Japanese person, everyone that pays ta tax actually can get um, Juman yen. It's for everybody. It's for oh, everyone. It? And yeah. I have two kids. Even they will get Juman yen. So I'll get, I'll get four payments. Uh, well, I'm not sure about you, your children if you get the full payment for kids or not, mate, but you'll also get an increase next year on your, on your family allowance as well. Okay. Yeah, and uh, oh. the Juman Yen is not related to your income tax, so it doesn't matter how much money you make and everyone gets it. So everyone, oh, really? I, rich I people, thought... poor people, foreigners, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Everyone who's got a foreign everyone who's got a registration card in Japan should get it. You have to have the my number card, right? Yeah, you have, you have to be registered in Japan, so which means okay. every person who's registered has a my number anyway or a foreign card, right? And it includes foreigners as well. Okay. Yeah, I think if you have a My Number card, you can do the application process online. So that's the advantage of the My Number card. And then otherwise, you have to, the the local uh, municipalities are going to be sending paperwork to everybody to fill out. But if you have a My Number card, you can do that process online. And I also heard too that uh, children might be getting up to a hundred thousand as well. For some reason, my wife has the impression that we'll be getting three hundred thousand yen. So that might be true as well. Even children for children, they're giving a hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, we've already started to make plans. Like, what are you going to do with your stimulus money? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe everyone, uh, could you share what are you going to do with your stimulus money? <laughs> Have a whole stimulus party. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Let's go first. Uh, Gareth, any ideas? Um, I have no idea, mate. I haven't even thought about it. We're just waiting for to get the piece of paper. All I've been told by my wife is that the paper comes uh, to the head of the household, which is me, because this house is registered in my name, which means that her stimulus check apparently will go into my bank account as well. Then we have to have some negotiations about her getting it back. <laughs> so that might be step one. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Matt, I, I what about you, Matt? I'm going to give mine to charity, Ben, you know? Good cause. I, I thought you might. I thought you Actually, might. Actually, you know what? I might, I might just uh, mm. donate it to your podcast. <laughs> oh! Wow. <laughs> wow. A new sponsor. You better A be careful. Sponsor. He's recording this. Uh, we'll make up my own podcast. <laughs> That's legally binding in Japan, you know, a microphone Voice recording. Voice in Japan, I'll call it. <laughs> What are you going to do with yours, Ben? Oh, sorry. Uh, we're going to go splurge on a nice vacation package at the Rusutsu Red Lodge. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I've heard that place is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Very good amazing. food there. Very good really food. Really good there. food. Amazing place. Definitely, definitely somewhere everyone should visit. Eric? Ben? Oh, um, I was just <laughs> thinking that a Diamond Princess boat cruise, maybe? <laughs> um, no, seriously, seriously. Um, 
I need to invest in some good microphones and good lighting and kind of uh, maybe some equipment for future broadcasting, make my own little TV studio. I've realized that my equipment is kind of out of date. So some new toys, maybe. How about You're you, out of date. Um, well, I'd, I was supposed to be going to Malaysia this year, which my flight got cancelled. Uh, and I'm still waiting for money back from one of the flights, which I might not be getting. And it's about like yeah. 70,000 yen from AirAsia. I recommend. I don't yeah. recommend using those. AirAsia are horrible. Ever again. Good yeah, luck. Still, uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for mine sucks. as well, man. Yeah, yeah. so that, that money is going to go towards uh, another holiday, hopefully. Uh, well, I might get the money back, but there goes our Air Asia. there goes our Air Asia sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about those guys; they're horrible. They took my money too. They took everyone's money. Anyway, guys, thanks. Uh, really appreciate appreciate you guys uh, joining us. It's the first to have so many people on five five people three guests at the same time we should say that uh, in case people don't know like eric was on the earlier episode about halloween and also about amusement parks in japan matt was on uh sharing his uh, about his career as uh, japan's top model <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing and it's uh, yeah <laughs> and gareth's first time that is correct yeah i'm yeah. a virgin or i was and <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yeah thank on. you. That was fun. <laughs>